Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, February 7th. President Joe Biden gives his State of the Union address tonight before a divided Congress and a skeptical electorate. There's not much surprise in how a president is going to describe the State of the Union. They all like to tout that the state of the American Union is strong. I have little doubt that Joe Biden will do that this evening as well. Here, just to give you a sense of the president's thinking, was how he described what he's looking to do in the speech tonight. This is when he returned from Camp David to the White House on Monday after a weekend of speech prep in his presidential retreat. Yeah, I want to talk to the American people and let them know the state of affairs, what's going on, why, what I'm looking forward to working on from this point on, what we've done, and uh, just have a conversation with the American people. Now, clearly, a State of the Union address is a one-sided conversation with the American people, the president speaking at us, though no doubt we will start hearing in the hours and days following how the speech landed with the American people. But the president finds himself at a pretty high-stakes moment in his presidency. And there's a conversation to be had about the utility of a State of the Union address any longer. People ask, is this something that sort of still makes sense or has relevance or resonance inside our modern media and political ecosystem? That's all a valid conversation to have. But the reality is, 38 million Americans tuned in to President Biden's last State of the Union address. And if a similar number were to tune in again tonight, as one would expect to be the case, it's the largest single audience that he's going to capture probably in the entirety of this year of 2023. And so each president wants to seize that opportunity. Now, one of the biggest challenges for Joe Biden is that despite having a long list of accomplishments from his first two years, an unbelievable record in passing historic and big legislation. The American people, according to most of the polling, aren't feeling it. They don't think he's gotten all that much done, is their perception. So he has to deal with narrowing that gap, the perception and the reality of what he's accomplished. That's one piece. And then there's the piece of setting his eyes toward the future. Joe Biden is likely just weeks away from announcing a re-election campaign. So this speech is an opportunity to start framing his appeal to the American people to be rehired for another four years in this top job. And apart from his goals, there's the context of the speech. This will be the first time that Joe Biden enters into that House chamber to address the American people with divided government. There will be a Republican speaker, Kevin McCarthy, sitting behind him, not Nancy Pelosi. And so it is a new political reality into which the president walks tonight than he has experienced to date as president. All of that will be on display this evening. We've been talking on this podcast a lot about job creation and inflation starting to tick down. There is no doubt that Joe Biden is going to use the platform tonight to list a whole host of what he sees as economic accomplishments for the American people. He's also clearly going to talk about foreign policy, as most presidents do, for a portion of the speech. So you can expect to hear a lot 
about a continued commitment from the United States to support Ukraine in the war against Putin's aggression. And you can expect to hear a lot about China, which probably would have been a topic in the speech even before the whole incident with the spy balloon. As for the Republicans who are now in charge of the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy told my colleague Manu Raju today that we should expect to see a respectful new House majority as they welcome the president and don't expect to see some childish antics. We're going to listen. There are times, hopefully, we can agree. There's times we're probably going to disagree. But we have a code of ethics of how we should portray ourselves but also do our jobs, and that's exactly what we'll do. But we're not going to be childish games tearing up a speech. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a political play. McCarthy also suggested that this speech is not the right venue for President Biden to continue drawing that bright contrast he likes to draw when he's out across the country, where he likes to paint the Republican Party as mega MAGA and really draw the contrast for what he sees as a party that's no longer your father's Republican Party. Kevin McCarthy thinks tonight is not the night for that kind of speech. He's the leader of the free world, and that's what he wants to spend his time on. I mean, I think the American public wants to see people that uh, election is over. Uh, The American public 90 days ago wants to have divided government, so they want to see us work together. So if anybody acts in that manner, I think they're the loser in the big picture. President Biden, as we have seen in these moments, State of the Union addresses, his inaugural address, he likes to appeal to the whole country to come together as one, to bridge the partisan divides. And in fact, many of those legislative accomplishments I was talking about were indeed bipartisan, like the infrastructure bill or the CHIPS bill. So. That call for unity of purpose and a bringing down the temperature of our hot, divided, polarized politics, that's the very core of Joe Biden's overall identity in politics. So I would expect him to lean more into that and save some of the red meat for his base Democrats in terms of rough and tumble politics for his announcement for his reelection campaign and when he's out on the stump. So there will be a lot of substance in tonight's speech, but do not forsake the style which matters a ton. And it may even matter more for President Biden as he's about to embark upon that likely re-election campaign. He would be president when he's 86 years old if he's successful at getting a second term. That's how old he would be when leaving the presidency. And so how he performs, how he delivers his words, being able to have the American people assess if that age, that advancement in years has a real impact on his ability to govern and command the stage, that is a test for him tonight. But in addition to his personal performance, there's also the style, the theater of the entire event. That, of course, includes the guests who will accompany the First Lady in her box up in the gallery. Some 26 guests have been invited to join Jill Biden, uh, the first lady in her box, and they include the parents of Tyree Nichols, the black man who died after a violent police encounter in Memphis last month. No doubt the president's going to underscore the need for reform around policing. We're also expecting to see Brandon Say, the man who intervened in the Monterey Park shooting, occurred in California a few weeks back. We recall President Biden actually spoke to him to thank him for his heroism at the time. It was Ronald Reagan who first introduced the notion of using somebody in the first lady's box, a a regular American, to highlight a specific issue that the president wanted to sell to the American people. Tying the personal to the policy 
is a tradition that has now lasted for more than four decades through the State of the Union addresses, and Joe Biden will clearly be employing that tactic tonight. Be sure to stay tuned to CNN for all of your State of the Union coverage, including an instant reaction of how people watching the speech across the country respond to what the president's saying. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing, netsuite.com briefing.